your Bibles, and I want you to go to the book of Habakkuk, the book of Habakkuk in the Old Testament, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the vision that God has given us and what that's, what that's all about. But let me just lay down a, uh, a scriptural foundation for us in Habakkuk chapter 2, starting in verse 1, where the prophet said, I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me. Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets, that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come it will not tarry. Hallelujah. Let's pray together. Father, we're so thankful. Lord, for your, your hand upon the mission church, God, and upon the people that, that comprise the church. And Lord, we're thankful for the blessings, for the grace that you have bestowed upon us through these many years, God. Over 100 years, our church has been in existence. And we thank you, Lord, that you continue to build your church. We pray that you will bless our time together this morning, and you'll help us, Lord God, to catch the vision that you have for this church, that, Lord, we may run with it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So we serve a God who is eternal. He is a God who is not limited by time. He sees tomorrow and what tomorrow brings, just like we see yesterday and what yesterday was. And because he sees tomorrow, and because he knows our future, he gives us vision so that we can see ahead. He gives us a sense of what lies ahead and, and what he wants us to do about it. This is why the prophet Habakkuk said here, I will stand my watch to see what he will say and what he would have me do. And so in verse 2, God says to the prophet, write the vision down, write it down, and make it plain on tablets. So God is saying here, here's what I see. Here's the vision. And he tells the prophet, I want you to understand it. I want you to be clear about it, so clear that you can write it down. And why write it down? So that he may run who reads it. That when someone reads the vision, that they can understand it, and so that they can be clear about it, and so that they can run with that vision. Amen. He doesn't want the vision to just sit on the shelf. He doesn't want the vision to just be limited to the mind of, of the leaders, right? He wants the vision to be something that can be clarified and understood by all of the people, right? That's ultimately what God was saying to Habakkuk. Bring the vision to the people so the people can understand the vision, so the people can get behind the vision, so the people can be prepared for the vision, so they can run with that vision. Then he clarifies this. He says, the vision is for an appointed time. In other words, the vision may not happen right now. It may not happen today. It is for 
an appointed time. A time to come, even for a generation yet to be created, that that generation may have the fulfillment of the vision through which they can praise the Lord. But he assures the prophet, he says, though it tarries, it will come. Though it tarries, he says, it will come. In other words, he's encouraging Habakkuk. He's saying, don't get weary, right? Don't get vision fatigue. And I can hear sometimes, if you've been here for a while, you may realize we've been doing Vision Sunday. We do this every year. We celebrate what God has done. We talk about what God is doing and where he's taken us. We write the vision down, right, so that he may run who reads it. And you may have been here through the years, and you might be feeling like, man, I hear this every year, you know. We, we, it's the same vision. We hear it all the time. But the word of the Lord for us today is this. Don't get vision fatigue. Don't be weary because you've not seen the vision come to fruition yet in your time. Realize it's coming. Everybody say it's coming. It's coming. He's saying, have faith that it's coming. Believe that it's coming. He's saying, see it and run with it. And even though it is for a time yet to come, prepare for it. Because in our here and now, in our current present reality, we are key in what we do now with the fulfillment of the vision that is to come. In fact, it's what we do now with the vision that determines whether or not the vision is actually going to happen. And this is why vision is essential. It is essential. In fact, Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Without a vision, it stops. You hear what I'm saying? Without a vision of where we're going and what God wants to do, it all stops right here with us. If we're just focused on us four and no more and establishing our comfort zone and just being here for us and doing what we can do to bless ourselves, it ends with us. It ends right here. There's no posterity. There's no legacy, right? There's nothing beyond our generation. Any assembly of people or church that does not understand where it is going and why it exists will become frustrated and discouraged. It will lose its focus. It will lose its sense of, of, of purpose and discipline. It will become inwardly focused and will just start to decline. This is especially true with the church, with the body of Christ, because the Christ we follow has declared in Matthew 16, 18, we sang it this morning, on this rock, Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell or Hades shall not prevail against it. Amen. It means that, that Christ is always building his church. It means that he always has this, this agenda for increase, for enlargement, for expansion, right? And if this church, if we are truly a part of his body, then this vision to enlarge, to increase, to build applies to us. Are you getting what I'm saying? Right? Does that make sense? Jesus says, I will build my church. If we're a part of that church, then we need to have a vision to build, to enlarge, to increase, to not just stay the same for us four and no more. Amen? Amen. So what does that mean? It means that we are called simply by being a part of the body of Christ 
to enlarge our ministry footprint in the Hudson Valley, in New York, and in the world. And this is why we have done what God told Habakkuk to do, to write it down, to clarify it, to understand it, and to communicate it so that he who reads it may also understand it and run with it. Everybody say run with it. We want to run with the vision. So what is the vision? Let me review it with you. So here's a a rendering of our master plan. This is something that we have been working on since 2005. We've been working on this plan for a long time. In 2014, we completed what we call phase one. Put that up there, next slide. So phase one was the uh, addition of the academy and also the, ex- the uh, expansion of our lobby and cafe and our, our offices. And we did a lot of work out on our, our site, on our grounds, in our parking lot. A lot of work that needed to be done there. And the next part of the vision, you can go to the next slide, is the addition of a new sanctuary. This is what we call phase two. Everybody say phase two. two. Right? So phase one, we thank God for it. But phase two, basically, it, it, it centers upon a new worship center, a new sanctuary that is going to be out there on the other side of the, of the nursery. And this is going to provide us with much more seating capacity. It's going to have a large lobby. There's going to be a cafe. There's going to be more space for, for a nursery. You can see over to the left there, the infant nursery, the toddler room, right? So we have a lot more space for us there. Also, in doing that, in providing a new worship space for us, it allows us to repurpose this sanctuary here in this space is going to become a youth and children's ministry center. Hallelujah. So that on Friday nights, the young people, they can just take, they can have this room. I mean, it's going to be their space. On Wednesday night, it's going to be the space for, for, the, uh, for the children, for the Royal Rangers, for the, the girls' ministries. Sunday mornings, children's church, right? We're going to be able to have all the kids come in here and and give them this space for a dynamic children's program. And we're so excited about about how this is is going to work out for our kids and for our youth and and for our families. Now, you might ask, why is this necessary? Understand that the fields of the Hudson Valley around the Mission Church are ready for harvest. From the 2020 census, we can see that there's just under 3 million souls in the counties surrounding our church. That means that in a 20-mile radius, maybe 20 to 30-minute drive, right, there's over 1 million people, most of whom don't know the Savior, most of whom are outside of God's grace, most of whom don't have a church. Estimates put that number at about 500,000 households. That translates into men, women, children, teenagers, families, marriages, right, that are in need of the love of God in their life, that need to hear the gospel, 
that need to have a place where they can come to learn the Word of God and worship our Lord and grow as a family in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? 500,000 households. That's a lot. Now, when you think about it, we have under 500 people in our church. Now, when you compare that to the amount of souls that are out there, we are just barely scratching the surface. And I would say, shame on me as a pastor if I did not have a vision beyond our couple hundred people here in the Mission Church for the 500,000 households that are out there. Amen? Right? The, the amount of lost souls that are out there in these counties around us demands that we have a vision to build the church, to enlarge our footprint, to accommodate more people. How many are, how many are getting this? Amen? We don't have a choice. We need to be about our Father's business, reaching our communities. And as we reach our communities, we're going to make an impact. Our church is going to grow. More people are going to come. And we need to be able to accommodate that. Amen? Is everybody getting what I'm saying? Listen, if we believe the Word of God, which tells us that God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Listen, this is what we are all about. It's really, it's not about brick and mortar. It's not about building a building. It's about preaching the gospel and knowing that as we preach the gospel and as you share the gospel with your friends, your family, your neighbors, your co-workers, God's not willing that any should perish. The Holy Spirit is going to draw people to himself and those people are going to need to have a place to come to grow and to connect with the body of Christ. Amen? This is the gospel we preach, hallelujah, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life, that every person out there needs to hear the gospel, that every person needs a savior, that God loves them and wants to draw them unto himself. This is the vision that we must have, that we are compelled to have, that we are driven to have, amen? And so this is what we see. This is what I see. This is what our leadership team sees. This is the vision that God has told us to run with. It includes that new sanctuary where we can have everybody gathering in one service in one place. Wouldn't that be awesome? Wouldn't that be awesome? Well, everyone will, we won't have to have two services where we kind of split up our church. There are people that come to the second service that you may have never even seen that you don't even know, right, that are a part of your church, right? And to be able to gather together in one sanctuary, worshiping the Lord, praising the Lord, hearing the gospel, coming to the altar, praying for one another, amen. Isn't that, isn't that awesome? And having a place where people can come in, you can bring your friends, your families, they can see how God is moving in our community, people coming forward and, and getting saved, amen. That's awesome. And then repurposing this room for our youth and for our children. Amen. That's so awesome, right? Having this as a youth and children's ministry center for Wednesday nights, Friday nights, Sunday mornings. Can you see it? Can you see it? I hope you can see it. I, I can see it. And I, I pray that, that you can see it. And we're trying to make it as clear as, as we can. Like God told Habakkuk, he said, write it down. Make it clear so that everyone can see it and understand it and, and that people can, can run with it. Hallelujah. 
right? So I see a sanctuary of uh, the seating capacity is 675 that is filled to capacity on Sunday mornings. Eventually, we'll have to go to two services again, but for a little while, we'll be able to have one service. Amen, right? And we're all together, and people are coming to the Lord, getting saved, worshiping the Lord. Amen. It's going to be awesome. We're going to have an incredible choir. Yeah, right? It's going to be amazing. It's, I just can't. I, I hope you can see it. I pray that, I pray that you can see it. Friday nights, this place full with teenagers, this room. Can you imagine? You know, and I mean, they can tear the paint off the walls. I don't care, because we're going to get out of here, Right? We're going, to make it, we're going to make it Pastor Dylan safe. That's what we're going to do, all right? We're going to change the lights, you know. We're going to make it so they can throw balls around and do whatever they got to do, amen? And then this place filled on Friday nights with young people, with teenagers, right? This, our community, our region needs a place where our teenagers can gather, where our teenagers can come, right? And they're going to come here, and what are they going to do? They're going to have a good time, going to be high energy, high impact, you know, there's going to be fun. It's going to be a good time for them, but they're going to hear the Word of God. They're going to hear the Word of God. It's going to get preached to them. They're going to learn to worship our Savior. Amen? We're going to raise up musicians out of the youth ministry. We're going to raise up worship leaders. We're going to raise up preachers and pastors out of this room. Amen? But you know what? For that to happen, we got to get out of here. Right? Okay? you got to give up your seat to some teenagers. Are you okay with that? You got to give up your seat. You got to give up your place. So we need another place for ourselves. Wednesday night, when I get here on Wednesday night, the Royal Rangers, they're already doing this. They take this room, they push all the chairs to the side. The Royal Rangers gather in here, they do their opening ceremony. This place has kids running around. That's right. On Wednesday night, I, like, I love it when the, the girls' ministries come in as well. They do their opening ceremonies together. This place is full of all of these kids. It's, it's so awesome to see how these young children many of whom are coming from families that aren't teaching them the gospel, aren't teaching them the word of God, where some of the parents don't even come to church, but they're coming here and they're learning the gospel and they're learning who Jesus is. Amen? It's awesome. Then Sunday morning, can you imagine what's going to go on here on Sunday morning? You can drop your kids off and just, you know, just go to the sanctuary and worship the Lord and leave them here and, and, uh, and, and know they're going, to have, they're going to have a great time, but they're going to, they're going to get the word of God, right? Amen? They're going to love coming to church. They're going to wake you up on Sunday morning and say, come on, it's time for church. we got to get to church. I can't wait to get to my new, my new youth children's center. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. I can't wait. It's going, to be, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. Our church, the Mission Church, is going to be known as the place for youth and children to come and to hear gospel ministry right? Families in our region are going to hear about this is the place. If you have a teenager who's having a hard time, who's struggling with their identity, who's having issues in their lives, you need to get them to the mission church on Friday nights because they have an amazing, incredible program going on, right? It's going to be the place that's going to be the talk of the town for, for children's programs Sunday morning, Wednesday nights. And don't forget about the academy, right? The academy right now, our enrollment is upwards around 100 kids. That's amazing. We have a waiting list now. It's amazing what God is doing. The academy has become one of the growth engines for our church, how God has blessed that, right? Amen. Isn't that awesome? 
And it's because, you know, a few years ago, some people had a vision. They had a vision. There, nothing existed there, but they had a vision to, to, to establish a place where families could bring their children to be loved and accepted and hear the Word of God, right? And now we are living in that vision. Some of, some of you who have young children, your children are living in the vision that others had, you know, 10, 20 years ago. Amen? Aren't you glad for some people 10, 20 years ago who had a vision? And now we're living in that vision? Amen. Hallelujah. Now, you may recall, uh, as, uh, after hearing this presentation from years past, that this design is a little different than last year's. It's, it's, it's a little smaller. Because this year, we went back to our architects and we told them that we need to reduce costs. Okay? The original design, when we started to price it out and then factor in escalation for you know, the years that are forthcoming, we just really felt like it, it, was, it was just too high of a price. So we needed to bring the price down. So I told them, I said, we need to cut all the fat. We need to cut all the fat, right, and give us, just give us a sanctuary where, where we adults can go and we can worship the Lord, we can gather together, and we can hear the gospel. Amen? Does that make sense? right? So we just, we cut out all the fat. So our seating was originally um, around 800, but we reduced it to just under 700 to 675. We removed some of the peripheral rooms, some of the peripheral space, backstage areas. We reduced the square footage to bring us, it's basically, I think it's just, it's, it's just, it's at 11,500 square feet, and it brings us just under the requirement to have to have a sprinkler system in that new building, which is significant. It helps us to save in a lot of costs. Also, reducing the footprint of the building, it reduces the, uh, the span for the trusses that will be used. And because we're reducing the span of the trusses, we've reduced the point loads that those trusses will need to be supported by, which means when we reduce the point loads, then we don't have to have micropiles underground. And the micropiles, they're a huge expense. So now we can use traditional spread footings, and we don't need to do a micropile system. At least that's what, that's what our engineers are pushing for, right? So we were able to reduce as much as we could to get us to this building right here, and you may have noticed as you looked at the, uh, the design, some have commented, go to the next slide please, the, on the new building over here on the right, you'll see that there's no steeple, right? The cupola, the steeple, they're not there, they're still on the existing building. And some have commented that they really think we should move the steeple from this building to that building, right? But, and I know, look, it's okay, calm down. Okay, so, so originally that was in the plan to do that, but we're trying to save money. Hello? Everybody say frugal. frugal. Amen? Wendy, you like that, right? Yeah. Wendy likes the steeple right where it is, right? <laughs> no, but here's the thing. If you want to see the steeple moved from this building to that building, we have a, we have a special opportunity just for you to give to the steeple moving fund. Okay, so you'll hear more about that later on, all right? So basically, um, my goal, our goal, was to get us to around a $5 million price point in our construction costs. And this is what uh, this building, the new building, would cost us if we build it 
today. Construction costs. Now, the, when we did phase one, it was $4.1 million. That's what, that's what it cost us to do. You know, the, the, the lobby, the academy, all the site work, the office, $4.1 million, right? This new design is construction costs right around $5 million if we built today. But here's the thing. We're not building today, right? Which means that, again, we have to factor, factor in escalation, inflation, material increases, right? So the $5 million could change, right? Okay? But don't be afraid of that number because our God is an awesome God. He's an awesome God. Amen? Right? So that's kind of what we're working on right now. We're still working on, on, on this plan and seeing how we might be able. We've already identified a builder, someone that uh, many in our leadership knows. He's, uh, he's done a lot of churches in our area. He's done a lot of Assembly of God churches. He's working on projects right now. And so he's been involved in this redesign and in these projections, and he's very excited about getting involved in our project. So, so we're, we're really glad to have him on board. He's even optimistic that we can bring this number down even more because of his connections and resources in our area. So you might say, okay, when can we build? Before we build anything, we have a mortgage that must be paid down. Amen? Thankfully, by God's grace, your generosity, not only are we paying this debt down, but we have been making accelerated payments toward the principal. And you've been hearing about this. In fact, in 2021, we made an advance payment of $100,000 to the principal, over and above our regular monthly payments. And we increased our accelerated payments in 2021 that we were making to the principal. And then we paid another $100,000 advance payment to the principal this past February. Hallelujah. Isn't that awesome? Come on, that's awesome, isn't it? So previously, we were on track to pay the mortgage off 12 years early and save $1.4 million in interest. Now, now we project that we pay this off 14.5 years early and save over $1.8 million in interest. Amen. So we are on track right now to pay this off by 2029. That's where we're at right now. But we believe that God is able. Amen? We believe that that payoff time is going to come a lot sooner. Amen? Right, Wendy? She's got her calculator out already. She's already, yeah. We believe that God is going to do some amazing, incredible things. So in the, in the months to come, we're going to be talking with our lender. By the way, our lender loves us because we're such a good client right now. We're going to be talking about them, about how we might be able to, you know, look at some other uh, structures financially and feasibility there. But this is why we have Vision Sunday. It helps you to know where we are going and provides you with the opportunity to partner in this vision, to say, yes, I believe that God has called me to the mission church, and yes, I believe that I'm a part of the future of this church and the vision that God has given to us. And this is why we have provided the pledge cards to you, to all of us, right? The pledge cards. So my wife and I, we make a pledge to our capital fund, to our vision to build every year. We're not asking anyone here to do anything that we are not already doing. 
We have been doing this. We will continue doing this. And we're going we're gonna to even do this uh, today. So I have our pledge card filled out. I have our commitment offering ready to go. And that's what we're going to do. Listen, I thank God for those who went before us who had a vision. Amen? The reason why we have a place right now to worship the Lord and hear the gospel is because of a generation that came behind us, right? I thank God for Rachel Lee, that circuit-riding lady preacher, right? Don't tell me women can't preach. Women can preach, right? That circuit-riding lady preacher, okay, and her generation. I thank God for Brother Joe and Vera Deshay, amen, and, and that generation because of their faithfulness what we have today. I thank God for, for people who we still know today, who are with us today. Dave and, and Sally Stoughton and, and, and Jane Mick and, and Gerard and Jane D'Ambrosio and Mike and Teresa Civitano and, and Rich and Madeline DeFeo and, and, and all of those people who 20 years ago had a vision for a people yet to be created. What people? Us. Those of us that are here today, because of their faithfulness now, we have a place that we can come and worship the Lord. Amen? Amen. Thank God for those people who saw something that didn't exist for a people who did not yet exist, and they knew that God had a vision for the future. They wrote it down, and what did they do? They ran with it. They wrote it down, and they ran with it. And now, church, it's our turn. Amen? Amen. To see a future for a people yet to be created, who will praise the Lord. A people who will be able to say, that's the church where I heard the gospel. That's the church where I encountered his presence. That's the church where I was filled with his spirit, called to the mission church. That's the church that I grew up in. Amen? A generation yet to be created that will look back and say that. For some of us, that's what we're able to say now. Amen? This is the church that we grew up in. This is the church where we heard the gospel. This is the church where our children heard the gospel. Let's be that generation that prepares a place for the next generation.